I'm listening to this. What the hell is this? I don't even know what I'm going to title this. So, we had a short um, session with the um, live stream or whatever. And so, I'm just here. Actually, it's funny. I'm in a zone, so I'm working on stuff. Oh, I know what it is. So, I was going through the shorts and I came across this thing where this guy is talking about I don't let me let me try to be <laughs> so it says men fall in love through a chemical chemical called vasopressin which is the highest when he courts a woman what the what ain't never heard of it let me see if I see anything in the comments and then so he puts reminder that relationships should be 50-50 I booked the reservation open doors and pay you be ready by 8 bring your lip uh, gloss mascara and, and post my watch on your story so somebody in the, in the comments put relationships should be 100 100 <laughs> it says lesson number one never take a relationship advice from a single man in his 30s 3,000 likes I think that's appropriate and um so he has a picture of him like eating somewhere but there's no woman maybe she's a person taking the video I don't know Bro's always, um, hold Where on. Yes. Hold on. Now you're oh. Uh, hold on. There was some comment I wanted to read. He does have two plates, though, but that could be a friend. So it says, Bro's always, um, having dates with invisible. So, anyways, um, I decided to Google this because I'm like, what is vasopressin? So, here's what the first thing that came up. Bear with me. Just bear with me. So it says vasopressin or an antidiuretic hormone, hormone ADH or arginine vasopressin, also known as AVP, which arginine st stands out to me because that's like one of the um, L arginine is what you take for when you work out and stuff. But um, it is a nanopeptide synthesized in the hypothalamus. Interesting. So it says science has known it to play essential roles in the control of the body's osmotic, asthma, asthmatic balance, blood pressure regulation, sodium homeostasis, and kidney functioning. What? So it says, what is the function of vasopressin? Bear with me just a little bit more because this don't sound like it have anything to do with the price of tea in China. So hold on. It says... Vasopressin is a pituitary gland or hormone that is also known as the antidiuretic hormone or ADH. Almost, well, almost, yeah, let me just. So it says it is synthesized in the hypothalamus, whereas it is secreted from the posterior pituitary gland. Its primary function is to promote the water reabsorption in the renal tubule of kidneys. So right there, I'm like, well, what does that have to do with you falling in love? So, so I continue to, to um, scroll down. All I typed into Google was vasopressin. I didn't type like, does it make you fall in love? Whatever, what have you. It's just, right? So I'm scrolling down. And then here's the first thing that kind of says, how do you trigger vasopressin in men? Okay. Because remember, this guy on YouTube um, in a short said that vasopressin, um, when men release vasopressin, that's what makes them fall in love. Men fall in love through a chemical called vasopressin, which is highest when he courts a woman. How do you trigger vasopressin in men? 
pain, stress, and certain drugs such as opiates or narcotics can trigger the release of vasopressin, y'all. Okay. So it says, what makes men fall in love? And then it puts vasopressin. So it says, certain neurotransmitters and hormones need to build up over time before a man or woman falls in love. Now, this is the first time I'm hearing them also throw a woman into the equation. But it says, according to love biologist Don Masler, the chemicals dopamine... The chemicals dopamine and vasopressin are vital for a man to start falling in love, whereas it's oxytocin and dopamine for women. Okay, so that I knew. Oxytocin I knew was for women, but they both share dopamine in common, but vasopressin is vital for men to start falling in love. So it says, why does vasopressin make men fall in love? Studies involves... (laughs) oh my gosh y'all I'm not good when people don't put correct grammar in their stuff anyways I think it says studies involved I think that's what they're trying to say studies involved have shown that the hormone vasopressin is released in the brain of males during mating Wallum explained vasopressin activates the brain's reward system and the quote you could say that mating-induced vasopressin release motivates male voles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So voles, I have to find, look research what V O L E S to interact with females they have interacted with. So let me read that again. So voles is actually a, a word because I thought they were trying to say involved. So it says studies involves V O. L-E-S, have shown that the hormone vasopressin is released in the brain of males during mating. Vasopressin activates the brain's reward system. And you could say that mating-induced vasopressin release motivates male voles to interact with females they have mated with. Um, there's a whole article on here that it says, um, it's from abcnews.go.com forward slash health, health day. And so we can go to that when it says this is a quote unquote, uh, quote unquote, bonding gene that can help men stay married. Now, I'm just fascinated with it. I'm not saying y'all go out here and whatever, but it says, how do you fall in love? How do men fall in love with vasopressin? So it says in men, vasopressin levels increase during sexual arousal and bonding and may play a role in mate selection and pair bonding. Studies have found that men with higher levels of vasopressin tend to be more faithful and committed in relationships. Well, I'll be damned. Um, Let me see something here. Uh, when is vasopressin released in a man? So it says both behaviors rely on an Increase in vasopressin release and possibly increase sensitivity to the AVP V1A receptor likely facilitated by mating. As vasopressin increases following mating, the male not only forms a selective preference for the female, but also begins to guard access to his mate. 
What does vasopressin do emotionally? Vasopressin involves complex social behaviors and emotional states, including but not leaded to. Okay, you know what? I was going to say something, but you know what? Take with it what you will. Because <laughs> remember, the last part that I read right there, it says the male not only forms a selective preference for the female, but also begins to guard access to his mate. It says vasopressin includes... Involves influences complex social behaviors and emotional states, including but not limited to aggression, fear, and anxiety. It doesn't really sound like a lovey-dovey um, type of thing to me, like the way that oxytocin does. But whatever, you know, let's just push through it. So it says, um, as demonstrated by studies in the on the effects of central vasopressin release, neural vasopressin. So it goes on and talks about how it modulates the medial prefrontal cortex or the amygdala. Um, uh, the language on this. How do you stimulate how do you stimulate vasopressin? And so it goes on into like stimulating vasopressin secretion by unloading of arterial baroreceptors. Um there's an article on this. I mean a, a um video. How do can I increase my vasopressin naturally? Restrict factors that may increase vasopressin or that are AVP promoters. Restricting water, <laughs> dietary sodium, standing, exercise, the sauna, force colon, gly- glycine, which I think you can also get that in your workout stuff, and rhodelia. Um, I've also seen stuff like supplements for that, which lo- lowers endopepti- endopeptidase activity, leading to a lower, leading to higher vasopressin. And then it says here, what triggers vasopressin release? Hypoglycemia, pain, thermic stress, hypoxia, hypercapnia, acidosis, and angiotensin. Does caffeine increase vasopressin? And the essential answer is that no, it's not increased by caffeine. What drugs increase vasopressin? Uh, they're like drug drug names, so I don't. I yeah, it's like vincristine and zimodine. So yeah, this is kind of like just weird. Mechanisms result in increased water intake and retention. So let's go to this article here real quick. It says, abcnews.go.com. Let's see. Bonding gene could help men stay married. Um, This was written on September 3rd. Monday, September 1st. It was probably edited on the 3rd. Health Day News. Whether a man has one type of gene versus another could help decide whether he's a Quote, he's a good, quote unquote, husband material, a new study suggests. A study of Swedish twin brothers found that differences in a gene modulating the hormone vasopressin was strongly tied to how well each man fared in marriage. He says, our main finding was an association between a variant of the vasopressin receptor 1A gene and how strong 
bondsmen reported they had to their partners, said lead researcher Hass Walloom of the Department of Medical Epidemiology and Biostatistics in the Karolinska Institute of Stockholm. Men carrying this variant scored an average lower on a scale measuring the strength of the bond compared to men not carrying this variant. Women married to men carrying the quote-unquote poorer bonding form of the gene also reported lower levels um, on marital quality than women married to men not carrying this variant. It says his team published its finding in this week's issue of Proceeding of the National Academy. Academies of Science. Wallum's team first got interested in the role of vasopressin in bonding among males when studying a rodent, the vole. Okay, so remember, like a little bit earlier, we I thought that I said involved, but a vole is actually another word for a rat. Okay, we learning something or whatever. So it says studies in voles or rats have shown that the hormone vasopressin is released in the brain of males during mating. Vasopressin activates the brain's reward system, and you could say that mating-induced vasopressin release motivates male voles to interact with females they have mated with. This is not a sexual motivation, but rather a sort of prolonged social motivation. In other words, the more vasopressin in the brain, the more male voles want to stick around and mingle with the females after copulation is through. This effect is more pronounced in the monogamous voles. So it says, but voles and humans are very different species. So would the same effect hold true for men? It says, to find out, the Swedish men zeroed in on the vasopressin 1A gene, which is shared by both species. So both rats and people have it. And it says, variations of this gene strongly influence vasopressin activity in the male vole. So Volum Walum wondered if it would do the same for men. To find out, his team took looked for variants of the vasopressin 1A gene among 552 pairs of male twins. Damn! That's, that's so 552 pairs of male twins enrolled in Sweden's ongoing twin and offspring study. All the men who were currently in a relationship that had lasted for at least five years, although about 18% of the... um. So it says all of the men were currently in a relationship that lasted at least five years, although about 18% of the men remained unmarried. The men were subjected to psychological tests assessing their ability to bond and commit, and the researchers also interviewed the men's spouses when possible. They found that men with a certain variant known as allele, spelled A-L-L-E-L-E, of the vasopressin 1A gene called 334, tended to score especially low on standard psychological tests called the partner bonding scale. So it says they were also less likely to be married than men carrying another form of the gene. And carrying two copies of the 334 allele doubled the odds that the men had undergone some sort of marital crisis, for example, the threat of divorce over the past year. 
All of these findings made sense, said Dr. John Lucas, a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at Weill Cornell Medical College in New York City. He said it's well known that genes help drive much of humans' behavior, including mate bonding. It says, but the vasopressin 1A gene is likely not the only factor influencing a man's ability to form true and lasting bonds. It's unlikely to be a single gene at work. It's likely to be multiple genes that are expressed incompletely and interact with the environment. Um, said Lucas, who is also a psychiatrist at New York Presbyterian Hospital and the Corneal Medical Center. He pointed out that what psychologists call temperament the individual palette of emotions and behaviors that even babies display is probably hardwired by our genetics. But temperament through training and experience becomes personality. A personality is a complicated situation, of course, and it involves ability to commit. It's too early for men to blame their inability to commit on a single gene. <laughs> Although Lucas guesses it's an excuse that certainly that's certainly going to be used. For this, Wallum agreed that men and their spouses shouldn't read too much into the findings. (laughs) It says, taken together, the effect of the gene variant that we have studied on human pair bonding behavior is rather small, and it cannot, with any real accuracy, be used to predict how someone will behave in future relationships. Wallum also noted that the finding would probably not be applicable to women since vasopressin appear to be tied to social bonding in males, not females. That makes sense because for females, it's oxytocin and dopamine. And for men, it's vasopressin and dopamine. So this is in a related study, also in the same issue of the journal. Researchers at the Pacific Health Institute in Honolulu said they identified a gene strongly linked to extended health and lifespan in humans. The FOXO3A gene involved in insulin signaling is the second gene ever found that is closely tied to longevity, the researcher researcher said. In their study of Japanese-American men, those who lived to an average age of 98 has had a specific variant of FOXO3A compared to men who died at younger ages. Oh, so that was just like a random tangent. Um... Let me see here. And, th- and then it just ends there. So. Let me see. It says. Um, between. Hmm. Well. Make of it what you will. Um, let me see. Interesting. This is my first time hearing about that. Um, Hmm. Well, I'm at this point, I'm just going to kind of like tap out. I don't know. 
But I don't really... I just wanted to see, like, if they had information that was kind of, like, just surface level. I think that we hit that. Just some talking points for you. If it's something you want to kind of search into, you're more than welcome to. I guess I could type in, like, vasopressin love. Let me see. Love or bond. Vasopressin male love hormone. Vasopressin uh, plays a major role in defensive behaviors such as mate guarding. Both males and females are affected by oxytocin and vasopressin. However, the physiological effects of vasopressin support physical mobilization and defensive aggression, which may be especially critical in male animals. Um... Vasopressin is associated with physical and emotional mobilization and helps support vigilance and behaviors needed to, for guarding a partner or territory as well as other forms of adaptive self-defense. Which is interesting because when you talk about like um, that possessiveness, like even for me, like I think, um, well, I, I don't really want to go into that space right now. <laughs> it's Saturday. I just, I don't want to go. I don't feel like. When I was a young warthog, no, I'm just going to leave that alone. But um, neurotransmitters such as dopamine, oxytocin, and vasopressin play a significant role in romantic love. Because of this, a person in love may feel an increase in happiness and well-being. Does it make them bond? There's a video on that. Uh... What activities trigger vasopressin? Vasopressin is a hormone of the posterior pituitary that is secreted in response to high serum osmolarity. Ex excitation of arterial stretch receptors inhibits vasopressin secretion. Vasopressin is also released in response to stress, inflammatory signals, and some medications. That doesn't really sound... Mm. So it says, does vasopressin cause attachment? It says the quote unquote cuddle chemicals undoubtedly contribute to the sense of fusion, closeness, and detachment you can feel after sweet sex with the beloved with the beloved. Under some circumstances, dopamine and neuroephrenine can stimulate the release of oxytocin and vasopressin and contribute to one's feelings of attachments. Interesting. What do love and sex have to do? Let's see if it's going to let me see what the. Let's see if we have a little bit more time. I have seven more minutes. Um, the Harvard University calls it a cuddle. Um, cuddle hormone, but it says, let me see if I can skip through some of the stuff here. Um, Oh, snap. If you want to do like the uh, journal publication type thing, go to frontier, frontiersin.org. Um, type in the monogamy paradox. What do love and sex have to do with it? And maybe if I do command F, um, I can type in the word vasopressin. 
So I can, there's 108, <laughs> that's the person is listening to this article 108 times, y'all. But it says it um, creates selective defense, whereas oxytocin is for selective affiliation. Ooh, I'm not fitting to go through all of that. Okay, that is definitely a good article if you want to look into that one. And, oh, crap, I feel like I missed my... There was an article by Ar- by Harvard. Um, and there's also one by Ian Tom- Tomlinson from UK. The Drugs of Love, A Simple Guide to Love Hormone. It talks about oxytocin, vasopressin, corticotrophin releasing. So vasopressin is a bonding hormone that makes you want to hang out with your loved one. <clears throat> Let's see what Harvard has to say real quick. <clears throat> Harvard University. Um, this is going to be another long article too. It talks about total eclipse of the brain. It talks about lust. Um, for a man, it's testosterone. For women, it's estrogen. Um, and then attraction, it consists of dopamine, nor, norepinephrine, and serotonin and attachment for men. Um, well, they should have switched this around if they're going to do it across the board, but it's oxytocin and vasopressin. <clears throat> Very interesting. Um, so lust is uh, created out of the sex hormones or the testes and the ovaries builds up into attraction which takes place in the hypothalamus or in the brain and then attachment happens also in the brain through oxytocin and vasopressin which is released in the hypothalamus and um <clears throat> it shows here d where you fall in love based off of your prefrontal cortex your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland it says love is on it uh, is its own reward so you have dopamine you have the friend zone um, oxytocin is often nicknamed the cuddle hormone, like dopamine, oxytocin is produced for the hypothalamus. This is the one for women and is released in large quantities during sex, breastfeeding and childbirth. Makes it pretty clear why we have separate areas for attachment, less than attraction. Um, says love hurts, dopamine signaling. Hmm. Okay, the article's not all that long, but yeah, I think I'm just done and kind of like, I, I, I saw what I needed to see. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.